0: And we're back in Julie Harris. It is actually, I can't tell a lie. It's mm-hmm. actually July the 6th, but this is the show for July the 7th. And the yes. reason that we're doing this a day in advance is because we are traveling to Dallas yes. for our big sojourn.
1: The adventure begins.
0: We should give, you know, the etymology of the word sojourn is pretty hilarious. Here's oh, what tell it means. Me. I don't know. Oh, you haven't researched it? No. Oh, I spent a lot of time on this. It's an old English Let's word. Hear it. It means a really big damn long trip.
1: <laughs> Technically speaking, right? Yes.
0: So we're starting tomorrow, and please do, or the following day, really, and please do uh, follow Julie and I and Zoe, by the way, on Tim and Julie Harris. Um, and we're going to be all over Instagram. We're be making travel videos. We're going to make a whole vlog. We're making, uh, we're documenting this. We're doing before and after pictures, as one of our friends suggested, mm-hmm. <laughs> to see how we all do. Being, uh, you know, driving what we think will be five or six thousand miles. Uh, all over the country. We, and we would love to meet as many of you as possible along the way. We can't be making a lot of you know big out of the way uh, trip deviations, but what we will be in uh, doing is broadcasting where we're going to be and when we think we're going to be there, where we're going to be staying the night and whatnot. And if you're local to there, uh, message us and we'll absolutely love to meet with you. And I want you guys to, uh, you know, Instagram messaging is fine, but the best way to get hold of me and Julie, frankly, is all the time going to just be to text me directly which is 512 758 0206. 512 758 0206. So, yeah, if you'd like to meet with us, if you're one of our coaching clients, or part of our EXP Libertas group, or if you're a book purchaser or just a podcast listener, or maybe an old friend or family member, we'd love to, um, you know, we'd love to catch up. It would be wonderful. And anyone you're in particular hoping that we meet,
1: uh, I think we're going to maybe run into Luann Icorn tomorrow, possibly. And I've promised her a uh, prototype planner. So we've got mm. several coaching clients and listeners across the country that are going to help with some final edits for that, well, we're which she's going... one I have in mind, uh, Rick Jansen, perhaps in Colorado.
0: We're going to see probably, um, we're going to see Glenn Sanford, who's mm-hmm. the CEO and founder of eXp. We're going <laughs> to... Who's the – um? we went to high school with the mayor of what town?
1: Oh, Andy Behrman in, in uh, Park City.
0: Yeah, so we're going to go to Park City, Utah. We're going to see a lot of people in California. We have – I bet we have, we have thousands of coaching yeah. clients in uh, California. And so, car friends, too. And, and car friends, too. So anyway, um, yeah, so please do participate and do um, – Communicate with us on Instagram. That is where we're going to be at timandjulieharris.com. So today's show is picking up where we left off yesterday, and we're talking about the Daily Success Game, and I did research this. Um, Julie's got some notes, but I want you guys to write down this URL. It's dailysuccessgame.com. Now, we created this website a few years ago. It's basically in final beta form, but there are some little errors, like I caught this one down here. View you results, oh. right? So there are some there are some little grammatical things, but the gist of it is is the Daily Success Game website works exactly like the um, content that we're putting up on. Uh, TimandjuliHarris.com as far as for you to download when you're listening to the podcast and what the daily success game as well as your concept, Julie. So why don't you explain yeah, it? To sure. Me.
1: So again, we're trying to make the tasks that require you to sometimes do what you don't feel like doing, <laughs> and to do it at a high level, which are curiously the same things that lead to profitability and a paycheck in your prof in your pocket. To gamify those things, so your daily goal is to earn at least 50 points. The accumulation of real work in real estate is what leads to consistent, predictable income. Remember, you have only, quote, worked when you have scored at least 50 points each day. Each item is worth 50, I'm sorry, each item is worth five points. Now, there are 21 choices you can mix and match. You can do the same point several times to do five points and then another five points, and we're going to talk about what some of those things are on the list. And I think that that URL does have functionality. I think it, it, does. it, it does work. There's just yeah, a few it does work. little minor types. You
0: have to register and, but again, the whole point of this is you know, a lot of people say, well, what am I supposed to be doing every day? Well, here's what you're supposed to be doing every day. We've given you a list of activities, of 21 activities, and you get five points for doing each of those activities. You can do mul- some of those activities multiple times, and your goal is to generate 50 points a day. So conceptually, intellectually, you guys can see how this actually might be something that would remind you what you're supposed to be doing every day. I think um, when Julie and I were honing in on this list, we might want to update a couple of these things, Julie, mm-hmm. but when we were honing on these, uh, honing in on what the you know, the things that should be the highest priority for agents every day... Uh, we did absolutely put take a listing as number one. Because remember, guys, and this is something I know some of you accuse us of oversimplifying uh, real estate. But really, if you only get good at proactive lead generation, if you only get good at pre-qualifying, if you only get good at presenting, um, and Julie's going to say lead follow-up, and I agree, if you get good at those four things, you can be terrible at everything else, and you're going to make a fortune in real estate. And it's important to understand if those are the four functions that are going to lead to a paycheck. And here's the other thing, and I've been thinking a lot mm-hmm. about this. Sure. And you and I did a series of podcasts on mm-hmm. this too. I think right now, what we're going to experience for the next two or three years
1: mm-hmm.
0: is going to be remembered historically as the best real estate market in the United States at the very least, but probably globally, in the history of residential real I estate. Right. And, we did, and we did a series, um, uh, what now, probably a month ago, and you guys can listen to it on iTunes or timandjulieharris.com, where we're talking about why there's not going to be a market crash, not going to be a correction, why there's most likely in most markets not going to be any kind of uh, precipitous dropping in, of home values. Now, obviously, some markets are going to have, some outliers are going to have some sort of, you know, they might have some slowdowns, and there might even be Um, markets in here and there that are going to have, you know, maybe some, you know, adjustment, maybe some industry that's uh, the sole employer in some town and rural somewhere goes out of business or whatever. And then all of a sudden those home values are going to go down because people don't want to live there anymore because they can't work, that kind of thing. But that aside, what we're dealing with is going to be a historic housing boom that will not, um, it might not even, uh, it, it will last at least two or three years, but it could even last more. And a lot of people are saying, well, Tim, interest rates are going to be the big, you know, the, camel, the straw that broke the camel's back. The interest rates are just one of the many reasons why the market's hot right now. Not the only reason. I mean, for example, I know this isn't. This will kind of scare some people, but you can get a, a mortgage now for, depending on your credit, with five or ten percent down. So for the most part, even a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house. I'm not saying that's not a significant amount of money to come up with, but most people can figure out how to do that. Especially you know when they consider how much the houses are inflating or appreciating in value. And there will, this will be a time, this is the thing that is kind of again, a little bit on the scary side, is there is a massive bifurcation that's happening in the country right now, between, you know, you can say have and have nots, but it's really homeowners and renters. There's a massive bifurcation that's gonna happen and it's not going to slow down and it's gonna take generations to catch up. And what do I mean by that? Let's say, and this is something to keep in mind too, if you're renting, By the way or if you're thinking about buying a rental property or if you have tenants uh or i'm you know you're working with tenants that are gun-shy thinking value is going to drop the reason that they should buy now is because for the most part because of inflation and other factors market demand market demand is really uh you know demographics that's really what's driving this market but if you were to look at the amount of money that the house will increase most likely in value by just over the next year, let alone two or three years. Jules, what was the statistic? April over April, wasn't it? It was like thirteen or fifteen percent. Yeah, I don't have a it.
1: lot of the reporting is is between thirteen and fifteen percent. Parts of the country are as high as twenty four percent.
0: Right. So that means year over year, if you bought a house again, well, I mean, a year ago the average sale price of a home was around three hundred grand, and now it's like three hundred thirty nine thousand. If that puts it into perspective, right? Now I'm not don't hold me to these numbers but if that's the generalization of what's happening. And if that trend continues, which most people that I listen to and Julie listens to believe it will, you're looking at that house that costs say 310,000 dollars 15,000 in the beginning of 2020 is now worth 335 to 350. And three years from now that house could be worth 550 grand. So what does that mean? Let's say you borrowed, uh, you know, you put down 10%, you bought that $350,000 house, and let's say your all-in mortgage payment was $2,500. The carrying cost of the house, PITI, was $30,000 a year. That house will increase in value by more than $30,000 a year, thus making it so effectively you lived in the house for free. It increased in value faster uh, and, and more in, in terms of actual dollar amount, it increased in value more than what you uh, what it cost for you to hold. And here's what's really going to happen, which most people aren't wrapping their minds around. Over the next two or three years, as homes continue to inflate, and if you bought like two or three years ago, you're in the right place at the right time. But the amount of money that these houses are going to be worth, an ordinary United States everywhere type normal houses, not fancy houses, but normal houses are going to be worth. It's going to make it so that 10% that that down payment uh, that that person's struggling to come up with two or three years from now, it's going to be that much harder. And you're going to see generations of people that's that right. are going to be tenants. And that's what's going to happen. This is going to become very much a bifurcated real estate market, bifurcation of a net worth of wealth, and it's going to come down to people who own homes and who don't. And it's important you remember that.
1: That's true. And remember, as that house is going up in value, appreciating inflation, you know, the combination of both. Remember, you still have your down payment in equity plus all of that money that it's gone up by. So your equity is rising at you know, crazy rates. If you guys are waiting or you have clients that are waiting for that bubble to burst, they're gonna be the ones that are left in the dust because it's gonna get harder and harder, as you said, to come up with the down payment. It's not so much the payment when rates are lower, it's the down payment that keeps increasing. And we also have rents going up, not as hyper going up as the housing prices, right. but the rents are going up. And so that means there will be a generation that's probably going to be living in, you know, traditional apartment housing for their whole lives. Yep. And those are people with decent income too.
0: Well, and I take it, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 51 and you're 35 plus 15. I'm right. not allowed to say your real age, <laughs> but if I, I remember our parents might, well, your parents bought a house when you were uh, single digits, right? Mm-hmm. When they were, when you were like Zoe's I age. I think
1: they bought in 78 and I think your parents bought in like 77 or something. Something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we their were- their rates
1: were like 18%. My
0: mom actually got a real estate license. She yeah. worked at Century 21. She mm-hmm. did like four transactions, one of which was selling herself a house. That yeah. was her goal, goal of getting a license. That oh, was good. Right. And, uh, but yeah, exactly. Rates mm-hmm. were double digit. The house had been on the market forever. I remember it was
1: was a foreclosure.
0: Yeah. Windows Uh, were broken out. There were roaches all over the house. It needed a ton of work and we were Mm -hmm. thrilled to have it.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Even with those crazy interest rates. Um, But I think you make a good point is that anybody who is still thinking that, you know, we're just going to wait for the other shoe to drop and everything will be fine. I think they're going to be surprised by this.
0: And here's the other thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. And we will maybe get to our topic. Here's the other thing that is happening. There's 1.5 million members of the National Association of Realtors. That's what the numbers believe to be. Mm -hmm. So we're at an all-time high, which you and I predicted back when COVID started. Julie and I said when COVID started, there were several things you knew were going to happen. And one of the top three was more people are going to get real estate licenses because they're just all these people are sitting around with nothing else to do. They're going to get their pre-licensing done. And then we predicted... No, this was probably about June or July of last year, that you were going to not see all these licenses go active because the states were closed down and not allowing people to sit for tests. And now what you're seeing all over the country is all those new licenses that are being issued. And that is just, that is getting started.
1: Just how we've been speaking here, there's probably been another, I don't know, 50,000 people licensed or but something. But seriously. You know, so, and I, I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, our old travel agent got licensed. Yep. One of my assistants here oh, got Julie. licensed. Yeah. Tony,
0: who we just bought a golf cart from, yeah, he just texted me. <laughs> he's getting he said, I saw, no, no, not him, oh. his wife.
1: Oh, yeah. And he wants to funny? join.
0: He wants to join. His, his wife wants to join EXP the in go. our group. Right. So and, like, and
1: probably all of you guys, I don't know if you're talking about real estate, but when you do, there's probably more people than you think surrounding you who are getting licensed. So. Yeah, a little bit of competition there.
0: Well, so where do they? Do, what do most people do when they get into the real estate business? Is they flock to working with buyers. They flock to buying buyer mm-hmm. leads, and the buyer lead things has become oversaturated. Or they, or they flock, frankly, to really listening to terrible advice about how they should be building a brand and all this other stuff. And you know what, Julie? Since we're not mm-hmm. talking about our topic, let's just completely not talk about our topic. Okay. So you and I went on a long walk yesterday, mm-hmm. and Julie and I were, I was explaining, and Julie and I were talking about because you guys know that we're all about doing the real work of real estate. We're all about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. We understand intellectually everything about what our competitors are trying to get you guys to do, about branding, about all the other stuff. I mean, you could argue Julie and I have a real estate brand. and We have a coaching brand and all this brand. But Julie and I have not tried to build a brand. Julie and I have tried to build a really great coaching program, and we've done it. That's lasted generations, and it has. That's going to then ultimately, basically, make a lot of other people earn their you know, have successful lives, and that is what we have done and what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And so, our brand, if you want to call it that, is as a result of us doing decades long of doing what we don't want to do and we don't want to do it at the highest level. Yes, indeed. But but that is not what's being taught. So here's true story: Julie and I are going on our walk yesterday, and I'm talking to Julie about. Uh, do you remember who rolled by in a, gro- a golf cart?
1: Uh, remind me, I don't remember.
0: The 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 boxer kid who just basically. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his
1: name? I, I never, always forget his
0: name too. That'll oh.
1: <laughs> hit me in a second. Keep
0: going. Okay. On the
1: one right. that just fought uh, Mayweather.
0: Uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. All right. Yes. So Julie and I are going on a walk, and he's nice. He's, you know
1: why? It's because he has a nice, normal from Ohio name. Oh, he is it, from Ohio. It, 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 I know. It's so we'll have to remember Logan Ohio, and then we'll
0: remember <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so Logan Paul, if you don't know who he is, well, I didn't know who he was until he moved here, and uh, but we've you know met him a number of times now. He is a very nice man. He is. And his brother, even though his brother supposedly has a scurrilous reputation, not the case. Very nice guys. But in any event, um, so Julie and I are talking about this branding, and we're talking about how agents, like, we, we like to gut check ourselves to make sure nothing's getting by us with regards to what we're teaching you guys. And so Julie and I were talking about, how if an agent were to get into the business now and stumble across one of our competitors who are telling this agent just to start spending all their time, effort, energy, and money on building an online brand, primarily with social networking. And we talked about how asinine of an idea that is, but also how, um, how much that's just essentially another rendition of the same stuff that's being told to people since like the 1960s. It's no different than basically uh, direct mail postcards. It's no different than any of the other stuff that have been, has been sold to agents that have been proven over and over to not work to generate uh, business consistently. But I and so as we are having this conversation, Julie and I, and this is what we teach you guys in our coaching program, there is a place for it. We're not just saying don't summarily do it. You know, there is a place for it. But when you're building your lead generation wheel, when you're putting your spokes on your wheel, read our book, uh, Harris Rules. It's for sale everywhere. Every major bookstore has it. Um, obviously, the easiest way to get it is on Amazon. It's available on Audible too. But when you're building your lead generation wheel, you have to build the proactive lead generation spokes first. And that's primarily what we teach you in our coaching program because nobody else does. And so the primary lead generation or the primary spokes would be the proactive spokes that require you to have sales skills, require you to have discipline. And here's what you'll discover when you do do that, when you do build your uh, proactive lead generation spokes first, when you uh, essentially have enough consistent business coming from, we always want you to start with centers of influence and in past clients. Start with, don't stop. Then we want you to choose from about six different, um, you know, basically uh, the best lead generation, uh, seller lead, you know, for sale by owners, expires, notices, defaults. There's a whole bunch of others we teach you. And we want you to call those people, to communicate with those people directly. And what you'll discover is even though people have been telling you there's a lot of other agents doing it, there are not a lot of other agents doing it because they're all doing the wrong thing because they've not known to, for the most part, unless they've stumbled across Julie and I, they've not known to uh, spend their time doing the real work of real estate. They're all doing the social networking stuff. And I was just, again, Julie and I are having this conversation. Logan Paul rolls by, videotaping, somebody videotaping him, of course. I'm not making that up. And he's having some conversation in his blue Hummer golf cart. I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, the timing was (laughs) just hilarious. Um, But the thought I had to myself was if an agent got into the business nowadays and they were told to do that, How much money does that agent have in their savings account as they're waiting for somehow miraculously their amazing branding from the world loving their – so, guys, you guys find – you can just hear me. I can't even watch the sarcasm from my voice (laughs) because you guys know I think it's bullshit because it is bullshit. But here's the thing. Ultimately, it's oversaturated, and that's what happens. Like So, for example, let's make this a real simple example. If you guys were in a neighborhood, and look, I'm going to make this clear. In some uh, markets, direct mail postcards work great, and those markets are where nobody else is doing it, <laughs> okay? If no, yeah. if nobody else is doing it, and you do great direct mail postcards, and there's a lot of good examples out there, and your neighborhood's not being direct mailed by five or six other agents, direct mail postcards can work phenomenally well.
1: And we do teach that in our code. Hell
0: yeah, we do. We've had agents who basically have become dominant in their markets. I'll give you a great example. If you guys are on the main line, one of the most, um, you know, Michael robin gordon they're i think number three with berkshire hathaway they base their business and still do off direct mail postcards and they have not everything about their direct mail postcards when julie and i helped them set that up in the early uh, in the late 90s was uh the highest best design the whole thing and they have dominated their market ever since Mm -hmm. and they keep doing direct mail postcards but here's what you guys are real you don't realize And I'm speaking mostly to those of you who are thinking and feeling obligated to start spending a lot of time, money, and energy on uh, social networking in particular, or even direct mail postcards, is that it's oversaturated. So if Michael and Robin, who are in the main line in Philadelphia, which are these expensive, gorgeous, just ridiculous mansions, if they had decided to start doing direct mail postcards back in the early 90s, and there were five, six, ten other uh, agents that were also direct mailing that whole community twice a month, which is what they do, you, do you think their postcards would have worked at the same level or worked at all? Of course not. It's called being oversaturated. I'll give you guys another example. And again, not all of you pay attention to this, but you're going to be inundated with people trying to sell you SEO. The war for SEO is lost. You lost. I lost. The big players were the big companies. They won. All the most important keywords that are any seller is ever going to use when searching for an agent on Google, for example, have already been long dominated by Zillow, Realtor.com, and some of the big real estate brands. So don't even bother trying. It's not worth it. The war for SEO is lost. And yet, how many, and here's another interesting stat, Julie. Yes. How many houses does the average agent sell per year off their agent website? The total number is? None. Zero. And that's according to National Association of Realtors. And yet, how many of you think you have to build a fancy website and, and uh, spend a lot of money with some SEO person to try to somehow game Google in order to get your placement above the page fold? On, blah, 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 blah. Which
1: is also impossible to hold the SEO guru accountable to because exactly. they're just going to say, well, you know, it takes time. It takes time. You know, and you got to maybe spend more on this and spend more on that. You know, it, it's just astonishing. Nobody is searching for you personally. When they want to find a house to buy, okay? No. They're searching for the house to buy. Exactly. Which means having the listings. What? The call.
0: Having a listing.
1: <laughs> Light bulb. Do you
0: guys see how this always goes back to the bottom line truth? And you tell it's self-evident when <laughs> Julie and I say it like this. And, you know, look, here's the bottom line. Think about it. We want you to get really good at what? Proactively, generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, and lead follow-up. Because that's going to lead to listings. When you lead to listings, the world beats its way to your door. You will right. have, I mean. It. Well,
1: I mean, I was thinking about when we were looking for a house in the Murphy, North Carolina area, and we were looking in, you know, potentially four or five different towns and we would drive by, you know, and we'd, we'd see realtor, um, you know, billboards and we'd go, oh, that's kind of fun. And then we would, you know, Google and we'd see a nice little video about Murphy. But how did we find our house? We were looking for the right house for us. Okay. And that's well, that we're calling was what listing we, agents. we were calling the listing agents. Right. We weren't. You know, okay, so that was a, a cute billboard. We didn't call them. We called the people with the listings because we wanted to buy the listing.
0: So social networking is oversaturated is what we're trying to ultimately tell you. The Logan Pauls of the world are the big winners. The the probability of you getting anybody to listen to you um, and then pay attention to you, frankly, from your uh, social networking is, is, is less than zero. And so for you to waste time on that and to think that it, unless you've got a crap ton of money – and a crap ton of time and nothing better to do than just basically do as many videos and try to become an influencer to your heart's content. But for the rest of you, for all of us, you need to focus on becoming the agent that people want to do business with because of the fact you've got the skill set. And if you're new, who cares? You can learn the skill set. Your compa- the agents you're competing against chances are they don't have the skill set that you can have uh, because they've never learned it because they've came into the business since 2007 when all the social networking Mickey Mouse really started to take off. And then as a result, they've never actually known or knew but didn't do the effort to learn how to actually become a listing agent. And they and that's the reason they basically follow the, you know, do the big brands and do the and I need to build a team and all this other stuff. Versus what we tell you guys to learn and master, which is proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, and lead follow-up. Those four things.
1: Which brings us to the daily success game. Yes, ma'am. Those are the things that lead to a paycheck. And not surprisingly, the number one thing on the list is take a listing that has very high value. Okay. Sign a buyer to buyer agency, sell a listing, put a buyer in contract, pre-qualify a seller prospect using the script. Same for a buyer prospect. Here's one, set a listing appointment. These are the real things that lead to your profitability. What else is on here? Talking to not just one, but five past clients, actual conversations, same thing with people from your center of influence and the list goes on. So for example, today I might say, you know what? I have been dodging all of these great expireds from the past, you know, 90 days that were aspirationally priced, okay? Uh, and now I see that they're coming because I listened to expired Palooza. And so I'm going to do one full day of nothing but expireds. Well, I get five points for each time I, I, uh, speak with five expireds. So maybe I get 10 points that day and you know what, the next day I might just be absolutely tired of that script and conversation. I set my appointments and now instead I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to work on my buyer list. I'm going to see who I can get in, in uh, buyer agency. So you can mix and match is the point. Some of our clients are, are running BPO cash flow businesses, BPO accounts because it leads to income, but not every day has to be the same. Sometimes these guys get tangled up in their head that, oh, I, you know, I can't be in that kind of grind. I don't want to be on a schedule. We'll mix it up. Have a game. Well, gamify it.
0: But, you know, honestly, I would say get the hell over it. Get on a schedule. That's what I would say, yeah, truthfully. But
1: the schedule should be oh, yeah. these items, but not... The... TikTok, not, no. you know, playing around, getting ready to get started.
0: But the schedule basically is what comes as a result of you completing your real estate treasure map and your real estate treasure map is your fill in the blank business plan. We talk about this every day because it really is the foundation of, uh, of of your business, frankly, your business and personal life. If you've not completed your real estate treasure map yet, all you've got to do is text 2021 to 47372, text 2021 to 47372 and when you do we'll text you back a link and you can download the real estate treasure map along with several other uh, books that we give you for free so go ahead and do that now do not procrastinate text 2021 to 47372 and I want to do an actual um, thank you because I hadn't really been doing we don't do this as often as we should we do um, welcome messages on our main website for all the agents that have joined our coaching program in like the past I think 30 days. And there's hundreds of you joining and I want to tell you that we sincerely appreciate the trust that you put with uh, in within our organization, and it really is an honor to be your coach, especially in this real estate market. You are making the right move. You're d- going to learn to do the real work of real estate, and I know for some of you who've never done the real work of real estate before, it's going to feel a little bit like, uh, frankly, like boot camp. Good, get through it. Okay. Master the art and science of basically being a listing agent, and then you can be financially free. Because the point I was trying to make earlier is, it is going to be. This is going to be. Someone said this, not me. This is this isn't a Tim original, but it's funny. With all these new agents getting into the business mm-hmm. and with the lack of inventory, and it's going to remain that way for a long yes. damn time, it is going to be the hunger games for real estate agents.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. Because remember, before we had this inventory tightening or tightening to the level it is now, it used to be that you really could sometimes thrive, but at least survive off of buyer sides. You know, you, you would go you out, you'd have somebody that was motivated and qualified, you know, they're the real deal. And you would show 10 houses because there were 10 houses to show and two or three of them would stand out, and one of them would basically sell itself, and maybe if you had to compete at all, it'd be against maybe one person. And if your financing was better, you'd win. Well, you and you could lather, rinse, repeat.
0: But the easiest thing about being a buyer's agent, frankly, is you didn't have to have any skills. Like, no, you, because
1: the buyers are super motivated. They're, right. You know, they close themselves. Most well, of the time. you
0: pre-qualify them. You get them down with the lender, you know, uh, and you don't have to have a lot of sales skills because the house sells no, itself. That's right. No one's ever sold a house to a buyer. Don't tell yourself that that's mm-hmm. a lie. You did not sell a house the buyer bought the house, you just happened to open the door. Yeah. That's the truth. They liked
1: the house and you agreed now, with them.
0: you could have screwed up the sale by saying dumb things That's when true. you opened the door, which is one of the things we coach you, obviously, to not say dumb things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, at the end of the day, the house sells itself. And that's something that you need to remove your ego from it, because ultimately, the more you say when you walk into a house with a buyer, the less likely they are to buy the house. Just keep your mouth shut. Your job is to open the door. And if they like it, you love it. And if they don't like it, you love it. You don't ever say anything bad about anything. You're not going to live there.
1: But even even this, they don't really have that much of anymore, because you don't have 10 houses to show to anybody. You are going to have to compete some of the buyers that would have won in a previous market that were maybe a little bit shaky and didn't have the best down payment, but they could you know, maybe put a loan together, they're never going to get their offer accepted. So you cannot count on being a buyer's agent the way you could and it's in worse. previous it, markets.
0: Commissions are dropping on the buyer agent while side. While we're at it. And yeah. when did we start telling them that was going to happen? How many years ago? I mean, That's, 10? Yes. It was so obvious to us that once all these technology companies started rolling in the space and they're all trying to squeeze out their you know, their money from the transactions, they were gonna squeeze it from the buyer agent side of the transaction. And that is exactly what's happening now. They said it publicly. Well they did. And and, and they're studying
1: how low they can drive it down.
0: But the funny thing is it's not the tech companies are really to blame for the dropping buyer agent commissions. It's the sellers. Mm -hmm. This it's not the listing agents, it's the sellers. Right. The sellers are like I don't need to pay a buyer's agent commission. They can pay it themselves. And you're seeing like when Julie and I were sold real estate the normal buyer agent side of the commission was, in many cases, a whole two percent. We're not talking percents; we're a whole two percent higher than it is now in most of the country. And the country now, we're starting That's to true. see buyers agents to get their offers accepted. They're actually writing an offer on behalf of their buyer, submitting it, the whole thing, and they are cutting their own commission, trying to incentivize voluntarily, voluntary, trying to make it so the seller's nets better because the you know the co-op that was offered in the MLS, the buyers agents willing to work for a, you know, a fraction of that. That is one of the many, many reasons why you do not want to be on the uh, focusing on yeah. being a buyer's agent. And you're talking about all these new agents getting in the business. You're talking about all these new agents that are not going to know how to generate their own business. So they're going to do what you, you know, they're going to buy buyer leads, play, you know, play dumb games, win dumb prizes, and they're going to start basically playing the dumb game of buying buyer leads. And then you're going to see the buyer lead quality is going to start to go down. Everything on the buyer agent side of the transaction is going to get m- far worse So if you have a choice what you're going to do, you absolutely positively need to focus on becoming a listing agent.
1: Which is exactly why last week's podcast series was, you know, why you didn't get the listing. Because, you know, even having the opportunity in the first place, yes, that's your first win. But you better keep on winning and actually be the real listing agent who takes that listing. So we teach you to be competitive. You know, our joke has always been, this is not Tim and Julie's halfway house for wayward realtors. We raise superstars to be competitive. If you just want to sell like three or four houses a year, we love you too, but talk to your friends and sell three or four houses a year. For we, real, you know, we raise you to actually make a living from this.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, listen, guys, um, we will be continuing our podcast every day. We're going to be broadcasting on Instagram. Um, we please pray for us. <laughs> we this is a big social, ex- a big social familial for us, experience yeah, for it, us. It
1: reminds me of you know what the subtitle of the Hobbit was? Mm-mm. There and back again. <laughs> So I kind of feel like that a little bit. Well, we're all short people. We're like hobbits. I feel like I need some hobbits to help with our luggage, but I don't know. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we are going to start in Dallas and we're going to be broadcasting live, doing our podcast. We're going to be doing plenty of vlogging. We'll be posting on Instagram uh, more than anything. And uh, guys, listen, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast in at least the United States. Thanks for continuing to make Harris Rules the best selling book that it is. Um, we have had people that are telling us that they think it's going to be the best selling real estate book for real estate agents of all time now I don't know if that's true, and I don't know how long it would take, but that is a pretty lofty thing for people to have said to us and I really appreciate it. so read the book Harris rolls actually I should uh Julie wrote ninety eight percent of it so <laughs>
1: With with your brain borrowed. Yeah, yes. with my
0: brain borrowed occasionally. Yes.
1: And I also want to thank our Harris Certified coaches who are doing some Facebook Live sessions for us and yep. handling many of our coaching clients. They're going to do a, an amazing job for you guys, Harris Certified coaches. So make sure you're paying attention to that.
0: If you guys truly want to get to the top of the mountain the fastest with the least amount of fluff, with the least amount of hype, why don't you do the right thing and why don't you hop on over to timandjulieharris.com and why don't you click on coaching and join Premier Coaching. It's the easy button or you can just text the word success to 47372. Text the word success to 47372 and we'll text you back a link to join the coaching program. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, remember you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day.